0: Hello everyone, Heather Connor here, your local Crested Butte Realtor, and welcome to one of our final weeks, might actually be our final week of July. Um, Hard to believe that it'll be August soon enough. Um, We have been experiencing a rainier than normal July season, which usually we don't see as many thunderstorms roll in until about mid-August is when we see that really consistently. Um, But looking at the weather report, it looks like we are to anticipate rain um, for the foreseeable future. I've heard anywhere from the next 7 to 10 days. So while that might put a little bit of a damper on your morning bike rides, Um, And I do have to be careful about which trails I've been choosing in the mornings um, as they've been a little muddy. And many of us know that you want to be careful about when it's muddy out, not just because it's muddy and wet, um, but because we want to be mindful to not tear up our trails, which is really easy to do when they are uh, damp and wet in this weather. Um, So I've been really careful about which trails I've been choosing. Also trying to run a little bit later when it's had a little bit more time to dry out. And this morning, I actually went to one of my favorite spots to run um, out Baxter's Gulch. That's right outside of town. Um, For those of you that haven't been there yet, the trailhead is very, very easy to miss. Um, When you're leaving town, you can see the paws, pet area. And then almost immediately after and not marked is the right-hand turn. And then when you turn in there, you'll see that it's really easy to find the trailhead. And friendly reminder, you guys, you can only park within that trailhead. They ask that you not park outside of it. That is not part of the parking area. Um, But that public service announcement was not part of this morning's story. Um, So this morning I did leave a little bit later just due to the wet weather and I started my trail run with my dog. And about, there's this little section on the elevation of the run where, I mean, there's many sections on Baxter's. It's a really scenic trail, which is why it's one of my favorites to run in the morning. Um, It's also an immediate incline, so it's nice. It's easy to get your heart rate up quickly. Um, But there's a lot of areas where the photographs are amazing, like just amazing areas to take photographs and video and so I stopped at this area and started taking some photos and some video which I did share to Facebook so some of you saw that this morning Um, and as I was sitting there filming all of a sudden somebody ran by me in a numbered jersey and I thought wow that person is really serious they are actually just going on a leisurely trail run with a jersey on Um, And of course, I didn't really think much about it. And then next thing you know, another person ran past and then another. And of course, a light bulb dings that there were many people coming in a row with jerseys on. And I didn't really pay attention to locations of races this weekend and there was a race. So in the end, it was actually really cool. My dog Sasha and I, we ended up just sitting at the corner of a trail because I was going opposite of traffic when I realized all of this was happening. I was going to start running back down the hill um, and back to my vehicle to go into work. And everybody had left and was running up and it's a very narrow single track trail. Um, So we just sat and it was really cool to sit there, watch these folks run past you. Um, I love seeing runners like, um, for multiple reasons just because it's cool to see how happy people are just to be out in the elements even running uphill up a very steep incline I might add. So we just chilled and we watched them all run past us and um, then when they all passed we ran down and finished our trail run um, and got some really amazing photos too. So anyways, that happened this morning was really funny. I ran later than I normally do. And I really didn't check where any of the races might be this weekend. So, Um, but with that being said, let's talk about some things that happened this last week. For such a small town, there is a lot happening. Um, The biggest topic, I think, that is being milled around right now is the town of Crested Butte short-term rental moratorium. So on July 19th, there was a town council meeting. Uh, Folks were able to attend both in person as well as over a Zoom call. And during this meeting, the main discussion was about a potential 12-month moratorium on issuing short-term rental licenses. And that would be issuing new short-term rental licenses for the town of Crested Butte. Now it's worth noting that they are talking about the restriction and not only are we talking about it, that actually has passed. The moratorium passed unanimously with the town council um, and it is in effect. So for the twelve next 12 months, anybody that's looking to get a new vacation rental license for a property that is not their primary property. So you are not registered to vote here. You don't have it listed as your primary residence. Um, you are not able to get a new license as of right now. It is a 12-month moratorium, like I just mentioned, um, but this does not impact what is called the locals license. Those are licenses for those that own a home in town. It is their primary residence and has been registered as such. Crest Butte will ask for specific information to confirm uh, prior to issuing this limited license to you. And there are an unlimited number of these so-called limited locals license. This allows a local to rent their primary home up to 60 days a year. The cost is less than the non-primary owner license, um, but the number of days are restricted. um, But an owner can get them at any point and there's no cap on them. Now, the moratorium, which does apply, is for these unlimited licenses or for folks that this is not their primary home. So in effect, what the traditional rule was, uh, many of you already know this. Some of you that are new to our market may not know this Um, town had passed a rental licensing restriction in which any of the residential units that were even available to receive a short terminal license. And that is based off of zoning. Um, There is a town zoning map and it clearly shows you what is eligible for an STR license and what is not. If you have not seen this map and you would like a copy, um, just email me or text me and request the show notes for today's episode. And I will include a hyperlink to that map for you. Um, But as long as it's eligible, town had passed this licensing where 30% of the available open market properties would be able to acquire a license. Um, So the number that comes out to, gosh, I think that's 212 licenses. Yes. So essentially 30% of the free market available properties would be 212 licenses Um, and currently all 212 are being utilized now in the past how this would normally occur is if someone's property either sold over 50 percent of it changed ownership um, or uh, they just chose to not renew their license for one reason or another then one of those 212 licenses would become available in the past there had been a waiting list and there also has been not a waiting list. In essence, um, Town has shared that if there is a waiting list, those folks have not waited long and maybe it was like one person, maybe two people. Um, There are only something like 12 to 18 properties that got a new license last year just to give you an idea of the velocity of which we're working with. So right now, all 212 licenses are currently being utilized. Um, but typically once one of those are released due to the factors I mentioned before, then someone would be available to, to pick up that spot. Now, what the moratorium is saying is that once those licenses are released for whichever reason it may occur. Um, that there is a 12-month moratorium so regardless of whether you are in line whether you qualify you will not be able to get that license again the only folks that can will be those that are locals that are um, that have this property claimed as their main property and they are restricted to 60 days a year so I hope that clears up what the moratorium is on um, now, in essence, what happened in this meeting is that it was an open forum for many folks both in person that attended as well as those that were on Zoom to express their opinion in an effort to help town council make a decision um, on passing or not passing this moratorium. There is a Airbnb letter that is referenced. This is a letter that was written by Airbnb. As well, there are many local realtors, which of course I am a realtor, um, that also chose and were supporting this letter from Airbnb. Um, As well, there were many folks that spoke both against and for. Um, I would say that the majority of folks that showed up were actually more in favor of passing the moratorium just from the comments that were stated and those that had mic time to share their opinion. Um, I'm not saying that the general consensus is that most folks wanted to see this moratorium pass, just those folks that actually showed up to the council meeting and that spoke, um, it did seem to be more heavily leaned in that direction. Um, And there were a couple comments made, I would be happy to share some of them with you. Um, and there's a whole further list that if you'd like them again, ask me for the show notes um, and I can add some extra, some extra comments from different either locals or folks that have also invested in our community. So um, one person, his name is James Dyart. Um, I may be pronouncing that incorrectly. Um, and he shared that he was in the process of building a house in town and that while he eventually planned to move into it, In the interim his goal was to short-term rent the house to help pay the mortgage and he said quote to change the rules on a whim is not fair this could financially ruin me and i'll have to sell the house i'm working on and he stated it won't go to a long-term renter Bill Smith, um, another local, him and his wife, who used to live in this valley forever, they have moved away temporarily, it sounds like. Uh, Well, I know, I actually know them. (laughs) And he said that he and his wife had moved out of town and they've been renting their home to locals, which I also know just from personal experience Um, from chatting with them. And Bill said, but I see our valuation going up, our taxes going up, our insurance going up can locals afford that? He asked, if not, then what am I going to do? I don't have the answer. And another person by the name of Cass said, maybe the council could provide incentive to folks like Bill to keep him renting to a long-term local. Mona Merrill, who is a town council person, stated, I love the show of grassroots community. I think the moratorium can lift morale and unite us. It is community drive and can give people hope. Chris Haver, another council person said, I don't want to go down the route of labeling people as evil STR owners because I know that many are really good people. I don't know if this will lower the cost of houses and even if to the extent of it could be bought by a a local, a working local. (laughs) Um, So he said, basically, I don't know if this moratorium and what we're looking to achieve, if it will actually lower the cost of housing. And even if it does, if it can be lowered to the amount that a working local could afford it. He said, I still have lots of questions because I don't know the long-term consequences there was a lot more that was said this is a very hot topic a very emotional topic for a lot of folks Um, and again if you're looking for some more of the commentary that was shared at that meeting feel free to reach out to me and i will include those in the show notes in other news uh, as we already know private property camping has been allowed in the town of crested butte this is with the restriction of course that you have the permission of the property owner Um, and items such as tents and transient mobile homes like rvs they are allowed and if you are an owner and you are thinking of opening up your property for someone to do so you do need to complete and submit a form and you can find that on crestedbutteco.gov and this has been a very long-standing issue Mount Emmons, which is also locally known as Red Lady, it sounds like they are very close to an agreement being reached between the local governments and the mining company. The final agreement would permanently ensure that mining activity is not conducted in the area surrounding Mount Evans and the agreement is closer than ever. The town of Crested Butte, Gunnison County and Mount Emmons Mining Company which is also known as MEMC, are all on the same page with a Memorandum of Understanding, which is agreed to this week. The agreement would end the possibility of mining while still allowing the possibilities like hiking and skiing the beloved Red Lady area in the winter. This Red Lady fight has been going on since the 1970s when significant molybdenum deposit was discovered. In a memo to town council, Dara McDonald shared that the MEMC had notified the US Forest Service of its intent to pursue a land exchange to acquire approximately 450 acres of forest service land adjoining the 365 acres already owned by the company. The 450 acres includes property where the water treatment plant is located and MEMC wants forest service or they actually are hoping to keep the water treatment plan and some of their strategic moves are in attempt to be able to eliminate that review process by the Forest Service. The land exchange proposal includes placing a conservation easement on portions of the property, restricting future mining and milling activities, and allowing for certain public recreation, which we just mentioned. McDonald's memo stated that the conservation easement would extinguish the ability to mine the ore body. The town is also committed to pay MEMC 2 million when a mineral withdrawal is completed. There is a lot more happening in this small town of ours and it seems that we are a little less sleepy for a sleepy mountain town. We will be seeing another STR discussion for Mount Crested Butte. Um, And of course, I will keep you informed and updated on what is happening there as well. So I hope that all of you are having a beautiful summer, enjoying your last week of July. For my friends here that are working, I hope that all of you are finding some time to sneak away, get on a hike and bike and enjoy our beautiful mountain town. And for those of you that are visiting, I want to give you also a special thanks for being extra patient and extra caring towards our townsfolk as we work through a time where there is a shortage of staffing. Um, and those that are choosing to work are definitely putting in their hours. All right, you guys, I hope you have a beautiful week and I look forward to catching up with you early next week. This is Heather Connor, your local Crested Butte realtor.